0: Hi, I'm Jake Miller, host of the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Be sure to check out all of our other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one.
1: Coming up on Episode 45 of Podcast PD, Stacy, AJ, and I share what we're doing at this point in the school year, and a bulk of the conversation focuses on my recent success with a Donors Choose campaign to bring podcast gear into my classroom.
2: This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development.
1: Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day.
0: Except you'll have more fun with Stacy Lindis, Chris Nessie, and me, A.J. Bianco.
1: What's going on there, podcast people? My name is Chris Nessie. Welcome to this episode of Podcast PD. I am joined, as always, because when it comes to this podcast, we're never apart. My part yeah, <laughs> my podcast partners, Stacy Lindis and AJ Bianco. I Stacy, normally I have you go first, but AJ, how you doing, man?
0: Things are going well, Mr. Chris. How are
1: things with you? Yeah, I'm not gonna let you defer, so how's it going, AJ? Come <laughs> well, on, let's go.
2: What's new, AJ? Anything new happened since the last time we recorded?
0: Well, it's February, so it's a new month. It's been a wonderful month of February. It's been very cold, so now it's going to be about 50 this week. That's nice, right? Baseball season is on the horizon. Um, I don't know. I feel like I might be missing something. I don't know. What else is new?
1: What else is new?
2: Any new um, people living in your house this time of year? (laughs)
0: Yes, as, as these two knuckleheads are referring to, uh, my wife and I, or my wife, I guess, gave birth to our, our daughter, Caitlin. Welcome to the world, little kid.
2: That is awesome.
0: Yeah, so here she is. By the time this is released, she'll be almost a month old, and she is the girl of the bunch now, and that makes three. Two boys and a little girl.
1: Congratulations,
0: AJ. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.
2: And you've gotten rid of the all boy streak that we had going on.
0: I know. So now you guys are next.
2: No. I'm sorry, what? No. (laughs) Melinda's household is complete. There Uh, are no more children coming.
0: I was just extending it to you just in case you wanted to kind of explore that route. At least you're not outnumbered, AJ. Yeah, and we still have a boy dog, too. So the boys are definitely rocking this house, four to two. So we're doing all right.
1: You are the champions.
0: We are. We are the champions. (laughs) Yeah. However, Uh I think our little miss is totally in charge of this house. The boys are all over her. So it's really cute. It's really adorable. We're very, we're very blessed. We're very happy. We have uh, some some great times ahead of us.
1: How has it been so far? Going, I mean, because your boys aren't babies, and now you have a brand new baby. So what's it like stepping back into that dad of a newborn?
0: Uh, I thought it'd be a lot more difficult, but to be honest, I, I we kind of both of us kinda of just like jumped back in there after four years, like it didn't happen. So it's been pretty good. She's she's a good baby, to be honest with you. She's sleeping very well, she's eating well and doing baby things well. But uh, you know, she's not a crier really unless she needs to wake up in the middle of the night or she needs a diaper changed. But other than that, I mean she she loves the boys, the boys love her. So really it's been it's been pretty easy. So I can't I can't complain about that one.
2: How long is Shadow home with her for?
0: <laughs> the Shadow will be home until the middle of May and then she'll jump back to school for the last month.
2: And will you get to take a paternity at the end of the year, or is that something that you guys have discussed?
0: Oh, we discussed it. It's gonna be the same thing that we do with the boys. You know, I'll take the time. If if anything comes up, then I'll I'll take off. But I think for the most part most part uh Jamie's got this and if she needs me, I'll I'll be there. I think my job right now at this moment is to take care of the boys, make sure they're okay.
1: And with two little guys, I can, I can certainly see what that's like playing goalie. <laughs>
0: yes. That's what it feels like the last couple of days. It's been great.
1: Deflect them and keep them in play.
0: Yeah. I think everything <laughs> everything is everything is hitting me at this point tonight as we record this. I'm like running on fumes, and I feel like a late-night cup of coffee might hit. But I'm not sure if that's good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good idea or not.
1: No, but that that's really exciting and certainly beautiful for – your whole family, and I can't wait to see her grow up and wrap you around her finger.
0: No, it's already happening.
1: It's already happening.
2: So fun. I'm so excited for you. Thank
0: First you. First girl. Yay. First girl. Well, last girl.
2: <laughs> First, and last girl. <laughs>
0: First and last girl. First and last. That's it. We did it.
2: <laughs> There's one among us. That's good.
0: That's all. All right, on to you guys. What's going on in your worlds?
2: Um, What's going on? Not much, really. I mean, I feel like... I feel like we just recorded, but we didn't. My son will be going away on his sixth grade trip this coming week, and he'll be out of the house for three nights and four days, and that'll be exciting, and uh, yeah, that's really all the big news that's going on in the Where are a
1: number of sixth graders going for three days?
2: They go to a YMCA camp up in Newton, New Jersey, which when I looked bah, yesterday bah, morning... Bah. It it was, bah, 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 bah. when I looked yesterday morning. It was four. It was negative four degrees. So well, there's um, a place they can go. Ha ha ha. Um, anyway, so it's called Fairview Lake YMCA Camp. So it's pretty cool. Um, when Rich went a couple of years ago, they went in beautiful, like spring-like weather, fifties and sixties. The next day, it rained, and then um, one of their last days, it snowed. So they woke up to snow on their last day. So. They got to do all kinds of crazy sports-type things outside, like winter sports things. So depending on the weather, they can go ice fishing, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing.
1: So is this purely a leisure trip for the sixth graders? Is this like a traditional trip that happens?
2: It is a traditional trip that happens. Um, It's always been four days and three nights. It always involves all of sixth grade, and um, it's, as with any trip, I think, in the in the state of New Jersey, it's tied to academics, because it has to be. But, um, yeah, it's tied a lot to their science and writing curriculums, especially, because they do a lot of journaling about the scientific things that they're doing. So, I focus on the sporty type things, because that's what I remember, but um, they do other things, like learning about the ecosystem and... Um, hiking the ridge trail and all of those good things, but uh,
1: now that's what the packet says. I wonder what really happens.
2: Uh, there's a lot of food and a lot of staying up late and very poor. Heart. Like,
1: does your son have to like pack his suitcase not only with like underwear and socks, but like candy and snacks and other things to survive?
2: No, he has to pack his bag with um, any clothing. And that's about it. And then all food is provided through the camp. Is he excited? He's kind of quiet about it. I'm trying to remember if Richie was more excited than Robbie's being right now. But right now, he's pretty quiet about it. I don't think it's hit him yet. All the moms are freaking out, though, because, like, it's their first one going away. and One of the veteran moms like, third one, last one. It'll be fine. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> so...
1: I'm sure in that case, some of those moms are counting down to it more than the kids.
2: Exactly. I'm just excited because I have Tuesday off, so that'll be fun, too. I have Tuesday off for the Lunar New Year.
1: Ah, okay. Not too much is going on with me, I guess, from the last time we spoke. The roofing project has been completed. Uh, We got the new heat put in. I'm done spending money for 2019. (laughs) Rutgers has started. I've gone through two weeks of classes. You know, so I'm I'm at Rutgers on uh, Tuesdays and Thursday nights, teaching the leadership course, uh, the virtual team dynamics, and uh, self and society. So, of the 120 college students I work with, only one of those classes is completely all new kids that I don't have a prior uh, relationship with or having taught them. It's nice. Obviously, you guys know I love doing that and. If you're new to this podcast, I teach at Rutgers in addition to teaching high school social studies and teaching at the college level is way different than teaching high school. And I love it.
0: That's great, man. I'm glad you have that.
1: Although the other day I was thinking, and I said this to Caitlin, I said, you know, I was driving home and I was thinking, am I going to teach at Rutgers forever? Or will at some point like it ended And when, like, what else will I do with my time? And she said to me, oh, you'll you'll just find something else to fill your time with. So you have something else to do. But then she reminded me, hey, the plan is try and figure out how you can work there full time. So that way your children can go to college for free where you can like work there during the day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, then I would I'd still teach there, you know, maybe during the day. That would be cool. I certainly love it, but certainly wondered, will it always be in my life or will I have to have enjoyed it so much that like, you know, do I have to find another college or university to teach at? But. I certainly love what I'm doing. And actually, um, a woman who used to work with me in my building, she had emailed me and asked if I'd be interested. They have an opening in the Graduate School of Education at Rutgers to teach specifically social studies or, uh, uh, what would you say, people who want to be social studies teachers, to teach them a course in how to teach social studies. And I looked at the course description and thought, yeah, nope, not for me. <laughs> Why is that? Based on my own view of social studies and how I teach it, I don't think I'm the right person to put in front of kids who haven't taught social studies, being that I don't I don't like focus on the history per se. So I can't get up there and tell kids who are brand new and maybe love history that it's not about the history.
0: I understand that. That's a hard concept for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, so I I respectfully wrote her back and said timing's not right. I, I And it's not going to work out.
2: Yeah, things have to change a little bit for before they're ready for you. All right, let's get down to the meat and bones of the show, shall we?
1: Meat and bones. Where we been? Where we're going? and Why? You know, my year has taken a couple of twists and turns. As we recall, just a little history lesson here. Had the student teacher, Luke Wiley, In the fall and now here we are at the uh, February and Luke left his student teaching post that actually hold on that makes it sound like he abandoned it. His experience came to an end (laughs) at the end of December before the holiday break in 2018 and coming back in January had to make the shift along with my two in-class support teachers that I work with shift back to having been on the side and letting Luke, you know, spread his wings and have a student teaching experience that I think provided a lot of value to him and a lot of opportunity to, for lack of better phrasing, I had to go back to work and actually do all the work again. You know, and I was supporting Luke, you know, with with grading and lesson planning, but now it's back to planning and delivering and, you know, the grading and, you know, myself and my two in-class support teachers between the two of us because I only work with one at a time on the the blue and white days, you know, finding our chemistry back with the kids and redeveloping, you know, the, the type of classroom that we want to have. So I, I would certainly say here in February that it's been successful uh, in terms of how the students are working and adjusting. They don't talk about Luke anymore. Kids are very adaptable. And I think that they've responded well to Mr. Nessie and, you know, the in-class support teacher and, Really, it hasn't been a lot of change, but it's just been making sure that they know that I'm the boss, I guess <laughs> you know and and I have a certainly a more commanding personality in the classroom than than Luke who was a a novice educator, so some of the kids whereas they maybe and i and I certainly saw this you know get a little over on him in the fall, and I just you know he's got to experience that and we would talk about it, but I never intervened just to, to like discipline a kid. You know, he, he either figured out that he needed to discipline a kid or talk to a kid about behavior, or we talked about it after when he missed the opportunity. Um, but again, that, that speaks to how I wanted him to experience student teaching. But now we're back. It's, it's me and the kids and we're, we're rolling. Um, certainly I would love the opportunity tonight to, to share about, what's going on with podcasting and my successes with donors choose for those who don't follow along on social media or listen to the house of ed tech. I'll let you guys certainly please jump in and uh, what, what's uh, what's been successful. Where are you guys at in the year so far?
0: Yeah, we we know about it. You've told us about it. I'm very, I want the listeners to understand the power of donors choose and what they could do for their classrooms. Uh, I know my my school, we have an HSA, you know, our, our home and school is quite generous and they allow for a classroom grant every year that teachers apply for. So that is basically our donors choose. So we don't have a donors choose option available to us. Um, they would prefer that if we want something or need something that we go through the HSA and present it to them, so that they can have their hands in the school as the association. So please tell us about your 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 success with the donors choose and what you did and how it came to be.
1: DonorsChoose, for those that don't know, it's DonorsChoose.org, and it operates like a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo in that it allows teachers to put up projects or things we want to do in our classrooms or uh, to raise money for supplies, things we want to do with our students or our schools, and it uses the premise of crowdfunding, which Kickstarter and Indiegogo do for people who come up with inventions and products that they want to sell. So, I decided after I saw somebody that I follow on Twitter run a successful Donors Choose for their elementary school classroom that I saw at the end of November, beginning of December. And I thought to myself, maybe I could put one of these together and get some podcast equipment into my classroom and make it available to the school, the teachers, you know, et cetera. And in my head, and I'll I'll say this out loud here, I thought, you know, I remember a couple of years ago where. For some reason, somehow, everything on donors choose got funded. Like whatever was up, it got funded. They came into some amount of money that somebody just or some company funded everything. And I thought, it's been a couple of years since that happened. What if I get lucky and I put a project up and like, again, that happens. I'd be kicking myself if I had thought of it and it wasn't up there. So let me throw it up there at the end of the year in December and see what happens. So I put together this package to get top of the line, quote unquote, pro level podcast equipment from the microphones to the, the boom arms, um, the recorders, the cables soup to nuts, pro level stuff better than I have here in the studio in my house. And I put it up, I put it together and was able to, say that, you know, I want to do this with my students, for my students, and give them access to this type of equipment, and be able to integrate podcasting into what I'm doing in a social studies classroom, and also in my school and the community. Noting that I think my diverse population has stories to tell, which is certainly a part of social studies, and certainly something that could be valuable to the community to to tell some of these stories in and around the school. So I put together this package, being able to literally shop from Amazon and Amazon for Business and Best Buy Education, put together all the stuff that I wanted. And it came out to be a $2,300 package worth of podcast gear. And I put it out on social media, support my project, put it out there, went into some of the podcast spaces that I frequent, basically looking for if I could get half the people that, say, follow me on Twitter, to donate a buck. This would be funded. And I'm thinking, through the magic of social media, I could do this. Well, the magic didn't come. And basically, in the middle of January, I had, thank very happily, I had four individuals who contributed $15, $20, $25. So I had about 100 bucks or so that was donated towards this $2,300. And a couple of weeks ago, I thought, you know, I set this to expire at the end of February. I want to put it out there. We'll see what happens. You know, maybe the holidays are tough for people donating a dollar. And no sooner had I thought to start to re-promote this, did I get an email a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday during my 3-4 class in the morning from donors choose that said, congratulations, your project has been fully funded. I and my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> because some anonymous person or entity funded the remaining 97% of my project. That's crazy.
2: So you don't even know who it is.
1: I have no idea. I know who the four individuals are, and I thank them in episode 127 of the House of EdTech where I talk all about this in in even more detail. Um, but all it said was, The donation came from a group that funds arts-based projects and to give kids access to tools that will allow them to create, which certainly this project does. So as we record this, I've gotten some of the gear. I actually brought home one of the microphones to test. So I'm actually doing this episode of Podcast PD on the road Procaster microphone just so I have some experience because, again, It's a nicer microphone than I normally use. This microphone retails for $230 as opposed to my normal mic, quote unquote, (laughs) that costs $60. So I don't know if you guys can hear any difference in how I sound as we're having this conversation, but certainly you who's listening, do you notice a difference in how I sound in this episode? Or if you listen to episode 127 of House of Ed Tech, which I also did with this microphone, I'll have all this gear by the time this episode comes out for Podcast PD. And I am super excited to be doing this.
2: That's so cool. I am like so super proud of you and happy for your students and the opportunities that you're going to have to build um, around this equipment and around the learning that go- that's involved in, you know, podcasting and all the work that they get to experiment with and, and really explore and learn from. It's awesome.
1: I, I don't want to hog the episode, but is there any ideas that, you two have of what I could do with high school students and all this gear.
2: As far as content or setup, physical setup, what are you talking about?
1: Well, the setup I got, but in in terms of content. So like AJ, also social studies teacher, what do you think I could be doing with this gear? Obviously I'm not going to use it every day, but now that it's going to be in the classroom, what, any ideas i think it's
0: tough to just kind of think about ideas that you can use right you want the kids to like do you want them to create a podcast or are you looking for them to use their voice to record like is this going to be just podcast equipment or can we hook it up to computers and they make videos with it as well like what's your goal with the equipment
1: well obviously it it captures audio i didn't get any video equipment but certainly i know that Like the Zoom H6, I I haven't tested it yet as as we talk about it right now, but I've read that the Zoom can connect to some Chromebooks, so I might be able to have them do some polished screencasting or create videos where they can use these microphones to do that. Um, I've even thought about, you know, again, just capturing audio for the fact that it's different than writing. Or different than making a Google slideshow for demonstrating your learning. Um, it's also you know different than Flipgrid, where I'm getting on video. I, I might have some students who want to get on, and maybe they script out something that demonstrates a scene or a concept. So I, I think that possibility is there. The other thing that I thought about would be starting some type of podcast club. Make it available during lunch or after school. Uh, I, I know that, uh, that Bowtie Joe, <laughs> he wants to do something where he wants to use the stuff after school and, you know, so again, it's, it's not even, it's not just me, you know, it's my students. I want to get my colleagues to, to know it's there, you know, the principal superintendent, stuff like that.
2: I think that's genius to like make it a club or something like that, where it's not just for the good of your students, which was the original, original motivation for putting in for the grant, but, you know, looking for ways to expand outside of your classroom um, one thing that I've been doing in my school with two of my social studies teachers actually is a bit of podcasting. And one of them has created his own podcasting network. I think we mentioned that on the last episode. Um, and through conversation at one of our PD faculty meetings, he talked about it with another social studies teacher at a different grade level and, um, she was going to do something with we Video and kind of flip the script on her plan and decided to to podcast instead. And what's really cool is because I know her end goal is to have her kids making videos in we Video, I recommended that we just podcast in we Video. And so while we're not really trying to capture live video or even screencast or anything like that, what I did have them do was just put up an image And then record over that so that it's almost like we called it cover art, like album cover art. um, So that they get the idea of, you know, image and then audio track one and audio track two, which we named music. And, you know, they get that editing experience. And then I tweeted that out. That was kind of cool. I tweeted it out from my school's Twitter account, which I helped run. And um, someone from WeVideo got in touch with me. So I'm waiting to hear back to see what information he has for, or what ideas he has for doing podcasts on, um, on a program like WeVideo, which is really intended, like I said, for video production and editing, and it's web-based, so, I don't know, just some ideas that I'm kicking around, but I, I like what those two teachers are doing, because they're working on authentic ways for kids to have voice, so whether it be reflection, or, um, giving feedback on a project, or just, um, the one teacher is just doing an introduction, so I would start there, some type of introduction about the students just to get them comfortable speaking. But really, a lot of it was um, that they're working on is, is reflection. So reflecting on projects, reflecting on learning, reflecting on the ideas that have been um, shared in class, so that kind of stuff. Does that help?
1: Definitely, it helps. And, and, and for what you just said about using video, remember, podcasts can be video, too.
2: And it's not that we don't want them to be, but we really wanted the kids to be focused on the audio and not on the video, because that's not what we're focusing on for this particular project. And we acknowledge that the teacher did a really great job. It kind of helps that both of these teachers are podcast listeners, um, and that they have a lot of enthusiasm for this project. Um, They have a really strong why for wanting to do it, so that was really helpful.
1: Nice, that sounds really good. I, I definitely like what you shared and can certainly find a way to incorporate a lot of those concepts. So thank you. You're
0: welcome. Now, Chris, with these microphones and, and equipment, is there any restrictions that you have? Are these now property of you or are they property of your school?
1: So what I've learned from donors choose is no, they're they they do not belong to Chris Nessie. They belong to the school, and I am the one who manages them. So if I were to, I don't know, let's say they opened up like another high school in my district, or let's say I was going to move to the middle school, they should let me take the stuff with me within the district. But if I ever left the district... Technically, I couldn't take the stuff with me unless they said I could. Like if I was going to teach somewhere else and it would still stay with me and be used for the purpose that I wanted to get it for.
0: I got you. So they can't pull it out of your classroom or anything or try it with a different teacher who may be more like a tech integration teacher or you know, some, something like that. They can't just take them from you. like They're in your name through your school.
1: That's how I understand it. So, in theory, yeah. And to be fair, there's nobody in my building who's going to come looking for this stuff to say I want to take it and use it in my classroom because I also know how to use it and I want to use this stuff. And now, that, that would probably be a different answer if I said, "Hey, I got enough money to buy like 30 iPads."
0: Yeah, yeah. that that is completely different. That's great, though. I hope uh, I hope you use them well. I know you will. I know you'll be creative with them. Are you planning on starting out now in the second half of the year, or is this going to be? September two thousand nineteen more of uh more of the goal.
1: Oh no, I'm gonna get this stuff set up and get these kids acclimated <laughs> and using it. <laughs> what look out for the uh the ZPN, the Zebra Podcast Network coming. That's through. awesome. Boom.
2: <laughs> yeah, and now is the time to do something. And that's not just for you. I think we've had this conversation before where you shouldn't wait until the end of the year for all of or the start of a new school year for all of your new projects it's never too late to start something new with your students in fact they are the best guinea pigs because you already have rapport for them they know <laughs> what to expect from you you know what to expect from them and it's just a good way to take risks with one another so
1: absolutely it's a good time. And, and yes we we've made that point before so i'm looking forward to to getting it set up again As people are listening to this episode that it's come out, I should have all the stuff set up already and have kids playing and, you know, sandboxing and sitting down and doing mini lessons on how to use the equipment. And, you know, since I'm doing Rutgers, I'm after school two days a week for like an hour and a half where I can then open it up and say, hey, want to be part of the newest club at the high school? Come and be part of, you know, the ZPN, as I'm probably going to call it.
2: I like
1: it. Yeah, I'm diving right in. Can't I cannot wait. I'm so excited. As I've been getting boxes and packages, I'm like, because ame- I have any class support teacher, I'm immediately like running down to the office when the secretary emails me or calls me and says, Mr. Nessie, you got another package. And I'm going down, getting it, bringing it back, opening it up, showing the kids. You know, I mean, they're they're like, how much does this microphone cost as they're holding it? And I'm like, $230. They're like, here you go. Take it back. <laughs> Because um, we're like, these are heavy. You could, you could hurt people with these. I'm like, yeah, watch out.
2: Do you, um, do you have any other procedures that you have to do for donors choose? I know some of those grant programs have like an official thank you that you have to send out or um that goes out electronically to those, those individuals who supported your, your um donors choose. Have you looked so, into the work that comes in next?
1: So two things with that. Um, One, locally, I had to fill out fundraiser paperwork for this, which I did way after the fact because I didn't tell anybody I did it because, truth be told, I didn't think it was actually going to get funded. So again, I got lucky. So when I got the notice, I went to my principal and was like, hey, I got really good news. And I told him and he was super excited as well. And he just let me know. Okay, you know we, the district has worked with donors choose in the past, so I'll send you some paperwork that you need to fill out. And then you know this is something that, you know, if all goes, and it's timed right, you know, get you to a board of end meeting, and they would certainly love to hear about this and acknowledge it. Awesome that that it's coming in. So there may be a public appearance by me at some point in the future. Um, but then to what you said through donors choose, yes, I do need to uh, create a thank you package. So that consists of taking photos of the stuff. Once I have it, uh, which also includes photos of the students using it and sharing uh, some thank you letters. So I have to have the kids use it and have kids write thank you letters, which then that all gets packaged up and sent to donors choose. And then they get that information out for publicizing it. And also to share So like maybe they will share it with the partner who I may never know who donated or what entity donated, but they will see where their donation went. And their website is really easy to use in terms of all that. I I get emails that say, you know, here's the date that that needs to be in by, click here, upload the photos here. So it's all laid out as I collect all that, all those artifacts, I guess I'll say. And I would like to throw it out To our listeners, if you have suggestions on what I could do, again, in a high school social studies classroom or even ideas that I could do with a high school, I would certainly welcome them. So please email uh, feedback at podcastpd.com or you could do feedback at chrisnessy.com and I will get the email.
2: All right. Well, since Chris is eating up all of our time talking about what's good this year, we'll be back another time with another show.
1: Good good night, Christopher. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest. I don't have anything new that I listen to, so I don't have a podcast to share. That would be brand new. All I know is I'm learning how to hook up some of this gear that I haven't yet been hands-on with. So I've been watching YouTube videos about how to hook all this stuff up that I'm going to be getting. Have you guys learned anything recently?
0: I found a new podcast that I'm excited for when it comes out. Uh, it's not out yet, and uh, is a social studies related podcast. So half the half the podcast audience just shut down because oh great more social studies talk wonderful. Uh, it's a N- podcast over here. <laughs> that was for a year. You can't turn that on me. You talked. You just talked the whole episode about podcast gear.
2: What the
1: hell did you just say?
0: <laughs> so anyway, NPR is coming out with a new podcast. And it's called uh, Throughline, and this podcast is uh, seems seems pretty cool. I, I really can't speak much about it besides listening to their teaser episode, which was legitimately like two minutes long. And their description of it is: the past is never the past. Every headline has a story, and every week they're going to go back in time and understand the present. These are stories you can feel and sounds you can see from the moments that shaped our world. So maybe it's not historical content in the fact that like you're thinking about a class, but it sounds like a pretty cool podcast from NPR. That's going to be uh, basically how we got to where we are. And I hope it's, I hope it's uh, I hope they're quick. I hope they're fun. I hope they're engaging and hope it's something I can try to bring into the classroom. So maybe Chris, if you like something like this, you can, use a format like this with your students to make some cool projects with them.
1: As you, after you said it, I wrote down the name and uh, the teaser is downloading for me right now. So when we are done here, I'm going to be listening to that. So that sounds really cool. Although what podcast isn't about something that already happened? Do you know of any podcasts that talk about what's going to happen?
2: (laughs) No, but there are some narrative (laughs) podcasts that are all stories.
1: Right, but even a story is something that already happened. I'm just trying to make a joke that, like, every podcast is somehow related to history.
0: Well, sorry I brought something new to the table that you're going to challenge right away.
1: I'm just busting your chops. I mean...
0: Jeez, Mr. Podcast. Jeez. Mr. Podcast over here. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh,
2: that's killing me.
0: Well, it sounds like we got some new drops for the show. <laughs>
2: Never any drops with Chris, though. You ever notice? Here's my drop. Oh, That one's silly. All right. So my my recommendation um, for everyone is actually a show that we recommend a lot. So it's a particular episode. Um, If you were part of the Podcast PD Voxer listening group over the summer and at the start of the school year, we recommended a lot of five AM Miracle and this episode two hundred and seventy three is called Productivity Strategies to Master Content Creation with Pamela Wilson. And Chris, every time I It's a I-
1: great episode. It's a I great know, episode. I thought of you
2: immediately. I was like, Chris is gonna love this. And I didn't I didn't mention it because I was like, Well, if he doesn't bring it up, then I will bring it up. So that is my recommendation. Um I'll read a little bit of the blurb it says how do most productive content creators turn out amazing work over and over again in this week's episode of 5 a miracle podcast I speak with Pamela Wilson about her latest book master content strategy and how we can improve our content and reach more people and she has a lot of really awesome ideas in her book and throughout the podcast about how to make sure that you are creating um, with intention and and leveraging your creation so that you build an audience that wants to be there when you, when you drop your, your content. So anything to add to that, Chris? We can share that recommendation if you want.
1: I would like to jump on the recommendation bandwagon. I think it was a great episode. Uh, it was actually one in Overcast that I starred. And before it ended, I rewound it <laughs> all the way back to the beginning because I do want to listen to it again. So one for me and two, I also think it fits in with uh, some of what the kids I'm meeting at Rutgers this semester. So I think it's applicable when I recommend stuff to listen for them as well. Um, So, yeah, great episode, 273, 5 a.m. Miracle. Definitely go listen to that.
2: So is that really going to do it for us, gentlemen?
1: I think that's it. Remember, a podcast only needs to be as long as it needs to be.
2: Awesome. So until next time. (laughs) What's
1: that? Yeah, right. Actually, wait, no, hold on. We do actually have one thing. So again, while we don't have formal feedback, I do want to quickly share. We got another submission uh, over at podcastpd.com slash promote your podcast. And today we'd like to highlight the Teachers on Fire podcast hosted by Tim Cavey at Mr. Cavey on Twitter. And Mr. is spelled out M-I-S-T-E-R-C-A-V-E-Y. And this podcast profiles agents of growth and transformation in K-12 education. Again, it's hosted by Tim Cavey, and it's all about, you know, sharing growth mindset, the four C's, IBL, PBL, design thinking, and episode 24 is especially good because I was the guest, and just as good as that, episode 60 featured AJ, and that leaves me with one last thing I want to say about this podcast and I'm talking directly to you, Tim KV. Tim, connect with Stacey at Iron Tech on Twitter and get her on your show so we can complete this process. And if you're into math, you would want to make her episode 96 because there you go. That's how it works. <laughs> okay.
2: I wasn't listening to The difference to between your AJ
1: being on 60 and me being on 24, when you add that to 60, comes out to be 96. So. Tim Make Stacy episode ninety six or sooner. Sounds good. And thank you for sharing your podcast with us to share with our audience. You can find it at teachersonfire.net.
2: All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it up. Say goodnight, Christopher. Good night, Christopher. Say goodnight, AJ.
0: Good night, AJ.
2: Good night, Podcast PD. Till next time. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Podcast PD. For links to all the resources mentioned in this and every episode, please visit our website, podcastpd.com.
0: You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJBianco. And I also blog at AJBianco.me.
1: You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of EdTech podcast over on chrisnessy.com.
2: You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at irontech and I blog at irontech.me. Connect with Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast PD. We'd also love to have you as a member of our Facebook community. Go to podcastpd.com forward slash Facebook to join.
0: You can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast. So share us with a colleague. And if you do it on social media, please make sure to tag us.
2: Podcast PD is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcast by educators. For more podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.